we're bringing you the energy. Welcome to Smart Power with IOXIS, your monthly podcast where we discuss the latest in ultra capacitors and energy storage solutions. Welcome to Smart Power with IOXIS. I'm your host, Sean Heath. My guest on the podcast today is the inventor, the director of field application engineering and product management for Ustart, Bryce Gregory. How are you today? Good. How are you, Sean? I'm doing very well. I always like to have an opportunity to pick the brains of people who actually came up with an idea. Did you have one of those aha moments? What was it that really triggered your synapses and made you think, huh, there's a better way to do this. I can solve this problem. Um, my recollection of that uh, the time frame, um, I, I can't say there was really one specific aha moment, maybe a, a few, but certainly, you know, based on my conversations with several people in the trucking world and people who deal with these problems, such as starting and, and battery life and starter life uh, questions, uh, I had talked to several people over about a year's time. And finally, uh, in, you know, in, in, in about a week's window, I kind of put everything together and was able to say, aha, this is where one device could do multiple things um, uh, and without uh, disrupting what's currently already on the vehicle. So we were trying to answer multiple questions. We had multiple problems that each person that I talked to brought a little bit more information to the pile. And once that pile got big enough, the solution was relatively uh, obvious with a little bit of understanding of how certain things worked. There have been some people who have uh, mistakenly classified you start as a battery. It's not a battery. It's an ultra capacitor. You know, I have to ask this question anytime I use the word ultra capacitor. Have you built a time machine yet? No, 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 no flux capacitor, only ultra capacitor. We're uh, not quite the time travel. Perfect. I just wanted to make sure because th that was going to make this a whole different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain to me how it works and exactly what it does? So what Ustart does, if we look at Ustart as a technology, as an idea, and not specifically boil it down to one of our specific products, but from a broad view, Ustart has uh, the capability to do multiple things. One is it, we'll call it like a battery in that it stores energy, and it can store that energy independent of what your battery energy storage situation is. So if your batteries get very low, the Ustart energy uh, can still be uh, totally full, you know, full right up to the, to the top line. So and that amount of energy can do multiple things. One is it can support all the electronics on the vehicle for a uh, for start cycle. Some vehicles have a, an extensive pre-start uh, energy consumption. And, uh, and then on top of it, it still has the energy to be able to start the vehicle, um, supporting all those other electrical loads. And it can still do it essentially with the same amount of energy and power that uh, it has at 70 degrees at minus 40 degrees. Um, whereas most, in fact, all chemically based batteries such as lithium ion or lead acid or other types of uh, nickel metal hydride, all those batteries lose functional energy and drop in power dramatically as you reduce uh, the temperature outside. So uh, this works essentially the same through 
the normal human environment from minus 40 to about, you know, 120, 140 degrees, the kind of temperatures you might see in the real world. I personally hope I don't ever run into either of those uh, temperatures. Uh, If I do, something has gone horribly wrong. This literally, you could call it a lifesaver in some situations. Let's say somebody gets stuck in 40 below. If your battery's bad, you're you're in deep trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And in those situations, uh, especially in trucks, those batteries aren't heated up by anything else. You know, they're not typically very close to the exhaust or something else where they're going to stay warm. When they're going down the highway, they're getting down to the temperature or whatever the outside environment is. So um, those batteries uh, could be very low in power and low in energy. And, and, you know, if you're in uh, one of those environments where it can get down to that temperature, certainly it could be a lifesaver. It certainly... uh, Uh, And it could also be uh, many other things, like a fuel saver. So someone in that situation might not turn their truck off because uh, even if it's not minus 40, we'll say any temperature. So if you do that for hours and hours and hours every day, like many service vehicles do, um, you're burning lots and lots of fuel and uh, and you're increasing the maintenance costs on your vehicle and wearing out your engine faster and doing all these other things that don't need to be done. They're all done just because to make sure you start at the end of the day and you can go home and you're not waiting for a tow truck or something to come jumpstart you or whatever. I happen to know from a previous conversation that you didn't go with some weird proprietary form or connector you made it pretty universal from the beginning, and I'm really interested in the thought process for that choice, but also some of the design characteristics, the durability, and the ease of deployment for the U-Start. Yeah, so certainly in, uh, in North America, um, one battery has a huge footprint, and that is from, uh, from anywhere from Class 5 and up trucks and many agricultural applications and even some smaller vehicles. Uh, the, the Group 31 battery footprint is almost ubiquitous. Uh, it, uh, it exists in pretty much every industry as the standard um, uh, for uh, starting. And uh, even in marine applications, it's very common for uh, deep cycle versions of batteries. So Group 31 was a clear and obvious choice uh, for uh, the North American market. And uh, so on top of that, you had to make this product very durable because we designed it so anybody could install it. It installs just like a battery. You drop it in the box and you hook it up just like a battery. And as long as there's another battery in there, it will it will work. So uh, So we had to make it so that you didn't need to have a degree to install the thing. We wanted to make it so uh, that anybody could who could easily install a battery could easily install our product. And, you know, if they uh, make some sort of mistakes in terms of uh, bolting it down too hard or, uh, you know, that, that that really didn't cause any problems. So we made this thing as, as, as rugged as we possibly could. Uh, it, it's actually fully potted, which it, so it uses a material very similar to what they make a bowling ball out of. And, and the whole product is is uh, filled with that material to make it super rugged and uh, it and can take any kind of forces once it's uh, uh, as a part of the installation process. I'm not the best 
economic genius in the world, but did you design yourself out of more sales? It sounds like you made it too durable. I mean, how long is this thing going to last? It sounds like you made it indestructible. Well, that was the idea. We wanted to make this thing last as long as the trucks that it goes in. Um, so we wanted to make sure that you know, when a customer bought our product, that it basically was installed in that vehicle and would live in that vehicle its entire life and never have to be picked up and removed again. Yeah, we might have uh, 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 marketed ourselves out of a few sales, but I think we'll pick up more sales because people recognize that it's truly an investment in the vehicle that could be installed by the OEM or the dealer and left in the vehicle until they bring it to the scrapyard. That's actually pretty responsible of you to have designed it that way. It's a little odd that you didn't follow the designed obsolescence path that so many manufacturers follow today. Yeah, well, the whole point of Ustart is reliability. So we want a product that's going to be reliable. We want to make sure that your vehicle starts you start when you want it to start and we want to provide that guaranteed cranking energy whenever it is that you need it so it's all about reliability and that reliability can't be tied to a a life that you know is two years or three years or four years like a battery it has to be tied to uh, the life of a product as as it's seen from its uh, purchase to scrap date you know that that's what we call reliability and I think we actually see more and more of that happening in the automotive and transportation space or transmissions and rear ends and differentials and things like that are all being designed to be more uh, environmentally friendly uh, in, in terms of that they're going to last the entire life and service friendly because they're not going to need to be serviced the entire life. So we're following that, that the lead of many different people in the automotive world is a and and in other spaces that this is a oh you know one time install durable product that you know maybe even you could install on a second vehicle you know um, as opposed to uh, throwing it away depending on the length and time that it's in the first vehicle. In designing these to be as durable as they are, that doesn't mean that you've stopped thinking about ways to improve it. Where can it go from here? So as I pointed out earlier, the I, I look at Ustart as a technology uh, that uh, is a sort of a, a, a core idea, not necessarily just one product. And 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 the product that we have, the products that we have on the market today, are kind of tailored to specific applications. They're more oriented to uh, the delivery, uh, you know, uh, last mile type applications, um, but certainly. Um, other footprints uh, in the future, um, other applications like uh, potentially uh, bigger trucks, uh, 24-volt vehicles, which are you know, heavy equipment type vehicles that, that, uh, that are all over the world uh, in mines and in construction sites. And uh, there's lots of applications, uh, boats, marine applications where the people are out on the ocean where reliability is very, very important. Much like that uh, f- minus 40 degree uh, trucker, um, there's many other applications like that where you know we want to make sure people get home and they're not stuck waiting for uh, a service vehicle in some of those applications that might be days away. When you were coming up with this idea, 
Did you also plan on being the guy who drew the short straw and had to go out and be the official stress tester? Because I can't imagine it's easy to simulate 40 degrees below zero. You yourself had to go someplace where it was that temperature and stress test this. Or on the other side of that coin, did you plan on spending days in the desert? What Are you guys flipping a coin to see whose turn it is? No, no, really, it's me. <laughs> so it's, uh, I've spent some significant time in cold rooms and, and in colder environments. One of our stress tests was in Calgary, and uh, the uh, it was minus 40 the very next day after, it, it, uh, first thing in the morning, the next day after the install. So, uh, yeah, and, uh, and we've done quite a bit of testing in Phoenix, and, uh, you know, people might think Phoenix, yeah, they know it's warm, but when you when you look at the temperatures when you're on top of the blacktop all day long, I can tell you that I laid on the floor of vehicles or uh, uh, some delivery vehicles installing units um, that those were, that were very warm. They were quite hot to touch uh, from coming in from uh, their daily deliveries and uh, so yeah, we we've definitely experienced the the extremes of temperatures from cold rooms to cold cold areas and in the hot areas as well. Was that Phoenix test the toughest project you've been involved in as far as implementation? Uh, it was a little rough because, uh, yeah, we're installing a bunch of different units and uh, and a bunch of different vehicles in a hot environment. Uh, it, it, it's definitely tough in that direction. It, and really what most of those customers are looking for is uh, survivability, right? Can the product actually survive in this environment? Because you know, if you know anybody in Phoenix, they'll tell you that they're putting new batteries in their car every uh, every year to every two years because they just don't last. As an actual inventor, do you feel the wheels turning in your head all the time trying to come up with another idea? Now that you've come up with such an intelligent solution, you were part of a team that designed something that's so durable and that's just so simply elegant. Are they always asking you what ideas you're having? Well, certainly we uh, we we have a, a nice broad roadmap of applying this technology to different applications, and and certainly my wheels are always turning, and I'm always talking to different customers in different markets to try to find out what their pain points are. How can you start help solve their problems, and uh, what features can we embed in the in in you start, and which specific mar- markets we can take the technology and apply it, and sometimes there's some there's some very big uh, differences to how that uh, how you start would function for different applications. There's there's many places that batteries are used in the world that aren't starting vehicles. That you uh, start could be a significant lifetime improver or reliability improver for those applications. And, and certainly my wheels are always turning in that direction. Today on Smart Power with Ioxys, it has been my privilege to have a conversation with actual inventor, director of field application engineering and product management, and overall smarty pants, Bryce Gregory. Bryce, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really have enjoyed this. Thank you, Sean. And I appreciate the opportunity to explain our product and answer your questions.